That was <coughs> Dr. Jim Sigafoos. I don't know how many of you guys are familiar with Dr. Sigafoos. Anybody? Oh, good. 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 A couple more people than I expected. Um, <coughs> Dr. Jim Sigafoos uh, is one of what we used to call in DE the three S's. Um, we, we, there was three people uh, that were on the stage and, and DE back in the... Uh, 80s and 90s uh, that were called the three S's. It was Dr. Sigafus, Dr. Santo, and Dr. Sig. Uh, unfortunately, none of them are with us today, uh, but we have their material, right? We have their words uh, and their writings and stuff. And what I'm going to do with you guys uh, for every, before every class is I'm going to show you these greats. I'm going to show you these amazing chiropractors. You know, I didn't get a chance to meet BJ, who's one of my heroes, um, but I did get to meet uh, a chance to meet a lot of his proteges, like Sid and Santo and Sigafus, like Reggie Gold, um, and others that I'll show you over the quarter. We'll show you these videos because I want you to get familiar with these people, because these people are ones who molded chiropractic into what we have today. Because uh, back in the, and we'll talk about more of this next time we talk about Dr. Sid, but, but back when in the 60s after BJ died, chiropractic was kind of faltering. And it was people like Sigafus and Santo and Sid and Reggie Gold who kind of turned chiropractic around and got chiropractic on a better footing. Um, so they're like the, you know, as, as much as Didi was the discoverer and BJ was the developer, the S's and Reggie were sort of like the, the saviors of chiropractic because chiropractic was really kind of in a bad way. Um, and one of the things, I remember a story that the first DE I ever went to was um, in July 1993. And I'll tell you another story about that. Uh, the uh, next time. Um, but uh, Dr. Sigafus uh, went up there and he told a story about his sons. Uh, he has a pretty big family, a bunch of kids. Uh, and matter of fact, uh, one of his daughters, Selena, Dr. Selena Sigafus, was in my graduating class. Um, and um, <coughs> but he had twin boys, Dean and Dawn Sigafus. Um, and um, but at the time, Dr. Sigafus had went to National Chiropractic and. He didn't learn about adjusting kids. He didn't learn hardly about adjusting anything. So his first bunch of years in practice, Dr. Sigafus um, didn't do very well, number one, and more importantly, never adjusted his kids. And then I can't remember the exact story, because uh, it was a long time ago, although I remember the, the feeling about it. But something like uh, when the twins were three, all of a sudden, one of the twins, Dean, got very ill. Uh, whereas Dawn was totally fine, but Dean got very ill. Um, and uh, they went to the doctor, and the doctor said, oh, it's, it's just a cold, and he'll, he'll get fine, he'll be fine, don't worry about it. And they went home, and it just got worse and worse and worse, and then finally, in the middle of the night, it was looking really bad, um, and he was having all kinds of trouble breathing, and um, they called the, uh, the in hospital, and I don't know if you know anything about the Singapore, but they lived in very rural Pennsylvania at the time, so it took about an hour for the ambulance to get to their house, and unfortunately, during the transit trip back from the house to the hospital, their little boy passed away without ever getting adjusted. Uh, and that, and you could just, if you could imagine, just as quiet as you guys are right now, there was a thousand people, or probably more, at this DE, and everybody was just like, Whew. you know, tears are coming out of people's eyes, myself and my wife's included. And uh, and he said, you know. I never even knew the thought process or had the concept that my son needed an adjustment because all I did was mechanical chiropractic. It didn't even cross my mind. So he was obviously pretty distraught about 
you know, being a chiropractic, as you would imagine, uh, about doing anything, you know, for that matter. Um, and he happened to stumble upon DE. Uh, and um, when he was at DE, he heard people at that time, like Dr. Sid and J. Clay Thompson was speaking there, and John Batwell, who you may have known if you know anything about DE, uh, he was there. And he heard these amazing speakers, uh, and it really completely changed his life. And he, he, he made mention of it. He said, you know, his first seven or eight years of practice, he didn't do very well, and he didn't touch the people he should have touched, and he just went gangbusters and became one of the largest practices in the United States in a very short period of time, because he realized, because of that unbelievable tragedy, what he was missing. And he was missing taking care of the kids and taking care of the families. And I remember hearing that and being so amazingly impressed with what he was saying because I had an experience a few months prior to this that was not quite as personal as his was with his own son, but we had had a patient come through my office who was a little boy who was like four or five years old who had ear infections. Um, and in a few weeks, the kids' ear infections were gone, as, you know, as you'd imagine, you know, it was another miracle story, a great thing, and they actually wrote a testimonial, had it in the book, right? But his little cousin lived around the corner from my office. This is when I was in New Jersey. I was in Creskill, New Jersey, on Nickelbacker Road in Creskill, right from the, uh, about a block from the circle. And if you went up, uh, I was on Nickelbacker Road and, and first, and right down the road around like this, his cousin lived, who was maybe two months younger than this boy and also had horrible ear infections. But this little boy, the parents tried desperately to convince them to bring their little boy to my office because they were like, look, you know, it helped our son, right? He was totally fine. It was great. You should bring him. And they're like, no, 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 we're afraid what? What, are they, what were they afraid of? I was going to hurt the kid. Now, meanwhile, their little nephew was getting adjusted, who was precisely the same age, and the kid was happy, fine, and no ear infections. But these guys were worried about me hurting the boy. And, you know, what could I do, right? I, I was like, all right, fine, you know, I, my hands are tied. You know, they're trying. They've sent them over. I've even shook their hands. They come to the office and I shook their hands. But we could not get them to make the step. Lo and behold, a few months before this particular DE that I heard Dr. Sigurd was at, um, this family comes in looking all distraught. And I said, what's going on? And they're like, do you remember our little cousin around the corner? And I'm like, yeah. I walked, my little nephew, and I said, yeah. And he said, um, he had another bad ear infection, so the, the pediatrician said, we better put tubes in his ears. So they put tubes in his ears, and he died because he had anesthesia. And the reaction that most of you are having is the reaction I have. is like, oh. Like, I could have just adjusted this kid, right? And, like, that was a very pivotal moment for me saying, wow, I am not getting the message out strong enough and loud enough. And that's what he taught me, because a few months later, I'm at this DE, I'm hearing his story, I'm like, oh. Like, I better tell the world about what this is, because it is not enough for me just to reach the people that I'm reaching, we gotta reach more and more and more. And that's where the whole idea of me starting to teach here started germinating. You know, because after that, I started going to, I came here to the student ICPA club many, many times before I actually was asked to teach here. Because I just had this, I was hell bent on making sure that more and more kids were getting adjusted and it was chiropractors who were not getting to them because we weren't telling the story. 
know, and that was Sigafus's whole thing. Even you know, he actually spoke at our graduation. Selena was his daughter, and that was his whole thing: is that are you going out there and telling the story? You know, we have to tell the story. It is very easy for us to talk about back pain, right? Because my hands go on your back. It's very easy for me to explain that process. You know, you have neck pain. I put my hand on your neck. I'll make your neck feel better, right? That's a pretty simple, one-step process, right? To talk about how it's going to help a child, to talk about how it's going to help how it's going to help other kind of things, to talk about how it's going to help your whole body work better. That's a whole other process, right? That's a step up. And what I'm really wanting for you guys to do this quarter, aside from the, the stuff that we talked about in the lab you know, this week and we'll rehash again you know, now, is I want you guys to really think about stepping up your game. Because if you're still here in clinic, right, in an in, in outpatient clinic, and you're not adjusting any kids, I don't want to hear the excuse anymore. Right? I really am tired of hearing, well, all I have is old people. Well, do they have grandkids? Right? right? Don't, so don't, don't give me the excuse anymore. Well, I just adjust. I only have senior citizens. Well, start some young kids. Well, I don't have any kids. Well, ask all your old folk. Hey, Grandma, you got any grandkids? Of course. Any of them sick ever? Yeah, most of them, all the time. Get them in here. Step up your game. Well, I'm too busy. You're too busy to, to save a life? What happens if one of those grandkids has an ear infection and goes to get a surgery and the kid dies because of anesthesia and you never would have known that? Right? What kind of crapshoot is that? You risk you want to risk that? Right? It's time. It's time to step up the game. It's time to step up the game and start watching people like this. You know, I look at the people over here, and this here's Reggie Gold. Another one of Reggie. Here's Dr. Sid, right? There's some amazing people that are that are all over the internet that all you can do is listen to. There's a Dr. Sigafus himself. This is Gonstead right there. Dr. Sigafus himself has this thing called Sig Talks. Have you heard of this? Sig Talks is a podcast. One of his sons has gone into Dr. Sigafus's archives of the thousands and thousands of talks that Dr. Sigafus recorded and is putting them out there for you for free. For free. Right? So is there any barrier to this? I'll tell you what the barrier is. It's your Facebook sites. That's what your damn barrier is. It's your Netflix. That's what the barrier is. So many people in this school and in the world, not just the school, so many people out there are spending so much time worrying about social media that they're forgetting that they, they better start studying what's important. Right? This is out there for you. Sig Talks. Listen to these things. You can sign up on your, you know, all your phones have these little podcast little apps. If you have a smartphone, you have a podcast app. If you don't, you can probably just download a podcast app. And then there's this one too. Spinal Column Radio. Interviewing people like Sigafoos and Dredgy Gold and all these other kind of greats. Right? Why aren't you listening to all this kind of stuff? Why aren't you reading green books? I'm too busy. No, you're not. You think you're busy now. Wait till you got a mortgage and rent and staff to pay. Then you're too busy. Right now, you're not too busy. Right now, this is the time. This is the time. Anybody graduating this quarter, by the way? Anybody here graduating? All right, congratulations, guys. So some of you, I'd say most of this, this class is somewhere between 11th and 14th quarter, right? Some of you got three months, right? Maybe some of you got six or eight or nine months, whatever it is. 
sharpen the saw, right? Time to sharp, take out your blade, your sword, that you're going to cut a path, and sharpen it. Just because someone gave you the sword doesn't mean it's ready, right? You better sharpen that, so take out the stone and sharpen that saw so you get ready. And how do you get ready? You've got to prepare yourself. And this is how you prepare yourself, listening to stuff like this, right? I love this, you know, I, you, we, have to, we have to take ourselves from being just a chiropractor, like anybody could be a chiropractor, to being a chiropractor who talks chiropractic, right? That's the key. Can you talk the tick, right? Because that's what's going to get you people. Right? You're not going to get people into your office just because you happen to be a great adjuster. I know some fabulous adjusters who are failing in practice. You know, their hands are really, really golden, but they don't know what to say, and they don't know how to communicate it. You better know how to communicate it. Right? Because that's going to be, what's going to draw people into you? What is the thing, what's the thing that sucked people into Dr. Singapore's office? His right, his passion, his love, his commitment, his urgency. Like, do you feel urgency? Do you feel like you have to adjust these kids? Do you feel like, that, like this is, to me, I mentioned this in one of the labs, this is an urgency. I can't not adjust kids. I can't not talk about adjusting kids. I must talk about this. And I must do it. I, 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 my hands go nuts if I'm not adjusting after a few days. Right? I, it's like, it, I, I am drawn to this. It is in the depth of my soul. Right? If, you, if, I, if you cut me open, I bleed chiropractic. Right? That's what it says. Especially for kids. Because that's, that's what it's about. And that's what I'm asking of you guys. To step it up. Especially some of you guys who are about to graduate. Step it up. Because it's not about the forms. Right? It's not about the procedures. It's not about what kind of color folders you're going to use. Or what sort of room things you're going to have. Or what kind of tables you're going to have. That stuff is ancillary stuff that can be decided in a moment. It really doesn't matter. You could have a $10,000 Zenith, you know, high-low gizmo gadget you know, blah, blah, blah table, or you can have a portable table. It doesn't make a damn bit of difference, bless you, what kind of table you have or what even your office looks like. What makes a difference is what do you say to that person? What are you going to say to that person? And how are you going to prepare for that, right? The way you can prepare for that, the way you're going to prepare for that is you're going to listen to the other people before you, right? These people who have come before us, especially someone like Dr. Sigafus. These people who've come, oh, no picture. These people who come before us, they're the ones we want to learn from, right? We don't have to reinvent the wheel. The wheel was already there. BJ said it first, and then all these other people said it, and we just have to take what they said and say it again. In our own way. Like, I'm not parroting them, right? I'm not like a marionette. But I'm, what I'm saying is I'm telling them the truth that is incontrovertible, right? The 33 principles. They work whether they want to put drugs in this profession or not. They still work. Even if chiropractic dies a sorry death, which like, please God, it never will. The 33 principles still work. Right? If I cut my finger like this, what's going to happen? I'm going to bleed. Who stops that? Right. And I don't care what you say or what you do, the only way it stops is if my body somehow figures it out. Unless I'm a hemophiliac or... or or taking blood thinners or whatever. But under normal situations, you do this, you're going to stop bleeding. And that's because it's the power that made the body that heals the body, like he said. And if you don't tell the people that, they don't know that. They don't know that. They have no idea 
that their bodies have any power. They have no idea that their kids have any power. They think they are totally powerless. And they come to you, and they, they come to you as if their body is like this, or the kids like this, and say, fix it. I can't fix this. I'm not like, I'm not a sculptor, right, where I can sculpt or design this kind of thing. I can't do that. No one's going to fix it. It's the inside is going to fix it. And what that means is it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time to fix it. And it's going to take some time to change you guys. So here, here's the challenge. You guys got 10 weeks. Fix yourselves. If you're not in the place where you feel like you should be in order to graduate or in order to get to the next level, in order to step it up, then take your time this quarter and start fixing it. Because at the end of the quarter, there's nobody to blame but you if you didn't. And I know you got Oskis. And I know you got Fords. And I know you got McCoy. I know you got all that kind of stuff. I understand. I've been through this a long time now, 15, 16 years now, teaching here. So I know all the stuff, you, or the hoops you got to get through. But I'm telling you, you invest 30 minutes a day into this, all those things will be like a breeze because the why will be different. Right? The why. Why am I doing this? You know, you'll be cursing, oh, McCoy this, and oh, Oski's this, and oh, Boris this, and but then you'll, you'll go back to, oh, this is why. This is why. I'm reminded every day of why, why, why. I'm reminded every day when I touch those babies, why, why, why. Right? And that's why you got to do what you got to do. That's why you're here. Hopefully, like I said in lab class, if you're here because you really want to touch the kids because there's a desperation in you to reach the kids. Because that's how I feel. And that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about as if you are all on the same exact page as I'm on and you just need to be a little more inspired. And if you're not, that's totally cool. You can read your newspapers and play on Facebook and do whatever other things you want to do. I'm totally cool with that as long as you stay quiet. But what I want you to get at is to realize the resources are there. See, when I was in school, there were no resources like this, right? We didn't have any stuff, MP3 and audio and video and YouTube and TED and all that kind of stuff. We had none of this kind of stuff. We had to actually physically get ourselves to DE in order to get this kind of stuff. Now, you can get yourself to DE or New Beginnings or Life Vision or whatever, but you can also listen to it. And there's a lot of Life Vision talks that Life University has posted on this kind of stuff. There's so much material out there that you can just suck up all day long and never not have enough to, to listen to. So every week I'm going to introduce you to different people and tell you what, how they impacted me and how they changed me because I want to introduce you to them so that you can learn about the, great, the greats that came before us because we're all standing on the shoulders of giants. All the people who came before us, these are all giants. And we're just merely standing on their shoulders for all the road that they paved out for us. And I want you to, to get to know these people and be grateful for these people that came before us because they are the ones who made our future. Right? Because if it wasn't for these guys, we wouldn't be here. Do you have a question? Uh, okay, so you mentioned the story that... Uh, 